0: and welcome to the sell the sizzle podcast this is the show if you want to sell an idea a product or a service we're going to share sales techniques with you so that you can be a sizzling success let's go And welcome, welcome, episode eight. It's all about eliminating phone call phobia. Yes, we're going to be talking about the old dog and bone, the telephone as a weapon for sales and for sizzling sales. You can't sizzle at sales. You can't be a rainmaker if you are not confident and With the use of the telephone, it is an amazing tool. It gets you into a very intimate conversation with your prospect or customers, and enables you to position yourself very uniquely, very emotionally. And it's a time-tested process for getting your message across. So, why do we fear the phone? Well, that's that's a good question. Um, We we as salespeople. a lot of people think that we exude a huge amount of confidence, but deep down we're, we're, we're like putty, like everybody else. You know, we have feelings and we don't want to get hurt. And, you know, phone calls, people can reject us on phone calls. They could they could be nasty to us and tell us to go away and we our self-worth will be diminished. And we have all these feelings, fears that phone calls are going to be a a terrible, terrible thing. And in the age of email, it's a lot easier for us to send an email to our prospect. Everybody thinks now that they can hire some kind of marketing agency and a million emails will go out and miraculously work will flow into your business. You know this is not the case. People buy when they've got a relationship with you. They buy from People that they like, companies that they like, and then the product or service that you're offering that they like. And we've got to build that. Relationship and the phone is perfect for doing that. An email cannot convey the richness and the complexity of your offering. And so we need, we need to get get on that phone. The other manifestation I see in working with a lot of commercial salespeople is they get really, really good with one or two key clients. I've done this in the past, you know, when you find a golden client, you milk it, you go and find as much business as you can within that client. And, you know, it can serve you very, very well. And we get a little bit lazy about making new prospecting calls, reaching out to other new companies new decision makers that we haven't met with before, or even going back into our archives with some people we haven't worked with for six months, a year, five years. I mean, those people know you, so you want to remind them that you're in the market for business. I was looking at a very interesting uh, study. There's a book called The uh what is it called the i think it's called the ultimate sales machine by Chet Holmes and within it he's done some research called the uh, the bias pyramid and at any particular time it tells you how many people are in the market for your services. And really, on average, people are immediately ready to sign a contract. There's probably about 3%, and then there's another 10% behind that who are prepared to listen to you. But the rest are not quite ready. And so think about it. If you're selling HVAC systems and uh, your, your prospective clients buy one every three to five years, if you're not there on the day that they're thinking about it, then your chances of winning a deal are pretty slim. So you want to be in front of those people. You want those people to remember you so that when they're thinking, hey, I need a new HVAC system for our business, for our building extension here, I need to call Mick Holly. Um, I remember that he's been keeping in contact with me and will make sure that uh, he's well positioned to bid on this particular piece of work. So, you know, making frequent phone calls is a discipline, it is a competence that you need to have as a successful salesperson. Otherwise, you're not in charge of your destiny. You're a cork bobbing on the economic wave. And when the economy slows down, your business will slow down because your book of customers... They're, they're buying less, so your revenue will be less. Well, if you're a rainmaker, if you're a sizzler, you're in charge of your own revenue, you're in charge of your own commission, and that you can grow your business in economic times of difficulty or economic boom times, because you can reach out and get new prospects, and you reach out using the telephone. But as I said, we're very, very frightened of the telephone. It's easier to send an email and then not reply than it is to to pick up the phone because they might say something to you on the phone that would be damaging to your psyche. But really, come on. What is the worst thing that can happen if you make a phone call? So there's probably only three or four outcomes. Let's take them in order A. They, they they welcome your call, you have a nice conversation, and it might flush out a new opportunity for you. That's what we want. Uh, B, they might say, well, I'm not in the market for that right now, but I'm looking for this particular um, re- need to be fulfilled. Is that something that you can do? So they'll tell you what they're ready to buy, and you may have that additional service or product in your portfolio, and you can offer that. So that's a good outcome. Um, C, they might just say, well, I really appreciate the call, but we're in good shape right now. Now, that's not a bad outcome because they know who you are. You've called them up. And they might even tell you, hey, but we may be looking at this again, you know, at the start of the new year or the end of the second quarter. And it gives you permission and a prompt to call them that next time. And then the last one would be that they don't answer the phone and you leave a voicemail. And I know many of you might think, oh, I didn't get through. I'm not, I'm not going to leave a voicemail. What do I say? Nobody's going to listen. Aha, here's where you're going to shine as a sizzling salesperson because it's an opportunity for you to differentiate yourself from your competitors and to show that you are interested in the prospect and that you care about their business. Now, if you were sending... An email. Let's, let's You were sending an email out, you know, saying, "Hey, we'd be interested in, um, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a roofing contractor. We're interested in. You uh, know, so you've got some new buildings going up. We will be able to offer you the roofing and an insulation that you need." Well, they may get. 10 or 12 or 30 or 40 emails every day offering those kinds of services. If you're talking to the facilities manager, the building manager uh, or the owner, they're getting those things every day and they're they're busy people. So they'll go down and they'll delete a lot of those emails. But think about the voicemail. You might get 20 prospecting emails in your inbox every day, but you only ever get one or two voicemails on your telephone. And the second thing about it is that most people now are using their mobile phones to take their both their business calls and their personal calls, and when you when you get a voicemail, you get a little indication on your phone you've got a voicemail and you go to the voicemail list and by the magic of technology that voicemail has been transcribed so they'll probably read it and they only get i mean I look at my phone I might get one or two um you know voicemails a day, a day because the the people trying to sell you a credit score service or something ridiculous or a timeshare they they don't leave voicemails but you can leave a voicemail so there might be just one or two so if you were playing the tables at Vegas and you had a one in 30 chance of your email being read versus a one in two chance of your voicemail transcript being read I know I think I'd make more money with the one in two odds so voicemail is your friend So we're going to talk a little bit about voicemail technique, but I want you to overcome that fear because... It's very rare that you get a telephone call from somebody who's wanting to help you. Normally people are calling because there's a problem. But when you say I'm 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 interested in you, I'm interested in your business, I'm knowing that you do this, I think I can help. Those calls are welcomed. So you need to believe in your mind the value of the service that you're going to deliver and that your prospect is going to welcome you helping them. And at the worst case, you've com- communicated emotionally I care about you. I want to build a relationship with you. Here are some of the things that I can do for you. You have set yourself apart. So let's talk a little bit about um, making this uh, a discipline. You should, as a salesperson, I don't care what business you're in, you should be making five prospecting calls a day. Let's say that you take a couple of weeks vacation. Let's say we use 48 weeks. If you're making five calls a day for the week, that's 25 calls per week times um, 48 weeks is 1,200 calls per year. You could potentially be having 1,200 additional sales conversations, or at least imparting 1,200 sales messages via voicemail into the ears of your prospect. Do you think that would generate more business? Look, the only way you're going to get more business if you're a salesperson is you've got to have more sales conversations. And you'll be able to double the number of sales conversations if you make five calls per day. Even if you started off at three calls per day, that's over 700, 720 conversations, potential conversations, prospective conversations per year. You will fill your pipeline with good relationships, good prospects, and good opportunities. So make it a discipline First thing in the morning, every day, set up a little bit of time, eight till nine or eight till ten, and make five calls. And each of those calls probably only takes a few minutes. So in 15 minutes, you could reach five potential prospects. You can't have five physical meetings in a day because you've got to drive from place to place. So this is really your productivity. It's your superpower. It's your secret weapon to be able to get in front of those prospects. So do that daily, every morning. Now, to overcome that fear, I would start with past prospects, past clients who've shown some interest in your business. They may have a little bit of name recognition about your business, or indeed you. So start with those, work up a little bit of confidence and Get comfortable on the telephone and you will realise that they're very happy to have heard from you, they're pleased that you've followed up and they'll give you some indication as to where and when you might follow up if it's not timely at that particular moment. So it's got to become a discipline, overcome the fear, know that it's strategically important, it's going to double your sales conversations easily and you're going to be welcomed for trying to help your prospects. So in a moment, I'm going to talk about voicemail technique. And we'll talk about, um, you know, scripts for phone calls in a little later on. But today we'll focus on voicemail. But first of all, uh, we'll take a little break. Are you frustrated that you only win one in four or one in five of your competitive bids? Look, I know it takes a long time to prepare them. A lot of sweat equity goes into that, a lot of teamwork. I can help you double that conversion rate. I've distilled the secrets from over 100 commercial salespeople and put it into a formula that I've put into a book. The book's called The Ultimate Formula for Winning Work with General Contractors. If you want to win more bids, then this is the book for you. Go to sellthesizzle.net sellthesizzle.net, and you'll see a book button there. You can click on that, get your copy and some bonuses, or go to Amazon, and it will be available there. Back to the show. So you probably get frustrated that your voicemails, even though you're leaving them, they're not getting returned. And Sometimes you won't get a return, and you'll have to call multiple times. But uh, I'm going to give you some ways to get your voicemails returned. And so the three primary reasons why calls don't get returned, or, or how they should be, is, first of all, they need to be relevant. Secondly, they need to be distinctive. And thirdly, they need to be specific particularly with what you want them to do or the call to action at the end of the call. So let me um, give you an example of me role-playing a particular um, a particular call. In this example, um, I'm posing as a a flooring company, and I'm targeting a multi-family commercial property manager. So here we go. Let's go off with the the beep. We normally get the beep for the voicemail. Hey, this is Mary Tate from Acme Flooring. I'm following up on my email from last week. You can reach me at 541-673-2121. Acme flooring specializes in great floors in your area. Please give me a call back. Now that really wasn't very distinctive. Um, it doesn't really tell you how I can help you. It says I'm interested in flooring. Now let's you know have an example that would be much more distinctive so again we're still targeting the um, commercial property manager we're still trying to sell floors uh, but let's try and make it a little bit more compelling hi fred i see you got an award for your last multifamily project congratulations We've partnered on several award-winning multifamily developments and have developed an approach that shaves 20% off installation time. This is Mary of Acme Flooring. Please call me at 541-673-2121 and I can share our insights with you. Now, it's the same Mary, but the message, can, you can see, is much more honed, much more punchy. And I've gone firstly with recognizing the fact that this is an award winning. Company, I'm complimenting them, so they go, "Oh yeah, they've, they've." This is a personalised. It's not some kind of general message they're sending to everybody. They've obviously looked at our website or seen our post on LinkedIn. They know that we've won awards, um, so I'm going to pay attention. And now I'm saying that we can shave twenty percent off installation times. There's a big benefit there. And the call to action is clear. I'll share these insights with you if you call me. And by the way, it's Mary of Acme Flooring. And Mary gave her name at the end, not the beginning. Now, if they know you, you can use your name at the beginning. But if it's a you know, colder call, start with them, start with a message about them, showing them, you know, their business, uh, talk about a benefit, and then your, your name and how you can get how you can be got in contact. Let's do a separate example now. Again, might be a multifamily commercial property manager. uh, And we're going to try and be a little bit specific. And this might be um, an an ineffective example. Hi, Fred. Pat Smith here from Acme Walls and Ceilings. I'm at 555-432-1212. We haven't worked together before, but thought we could help you. Acme has been in business for 37 years, and we started in residential, but then moved into commercial 15 years ago. Then we recently added doors and windows. I'm one of the account reps, and I'd love to show you how we're different. Love to bid on your next project, or we can get together for coffee. Please let me know. Thanks well, what a a rambling email that was. So, Pat, walls and ceilings, I heard that bit. Uh, I don't know who Pat Smith is. Um, I'm not really interested in the fact that you've been in business for 37 years, or are you doing commercial, or are you doing residential? It was all very, very confusing. Um, You know, you could have been in business for three years, provided that you um, can specifically address my concerns, my needs, I'd be willing to talk to you, but you're not being very, very specific here. You've got Walls, ceilings, doors, windows, commercial, residential. I'm really quite confused as to what you are. And and you're an account and, and the call to action is not very clear. I'd love to show you how we're different. I'd love to bid on your next project, or we can get together for coffee. Uh, which is it? Do you want me to call you? Do you want to have coffee? Do you want to get together? Do you want to bid? I, I'm I'm really, I've got so much to process there that we don't do that. If I get that kind of call, you're making me work. I don't want to work. I want you to help me. I want you to give me an easy way and, and, and an obvious reason to, to work with you. So that wasn't a really very, very good example. So here, here we go. Um, Pat can do a better job. Let's see what Pat can do by being a little bit more specific and clear on the call to action. Hi, Fred. I know you are very active in commercial property construction And I wanted to share a report we just published on wall and ceiling material choices for high traffic areas in commercial properties. In it, we identify three strategies to reduce noise pollution by 50%, which is proven to help your tenants be more productive and they tend to have longer stays. This is Pat Smith at Acme Walls and Ceilings. To receive your copy, call me on 555-432-1212. Now, here's a much more powerful example again. We start with, I know you. I know you're active in commercial property construction. And the compelling reason for you to talk to me is that we have done research into high traffic areas in commercial properties, particularly around acoustic, noise reduction, reduction of noise pollution. And the benefit is that we can help your tenants be more productive. And when tenants are productive and the environment is businesslike and calm and quiet, they tend to stay. They tend to renew their contracts, which is what a commercial property property manager really really wants and I'm I'm intrigued three strategies I wonder what they are to reduce noise pollution by 50% This, uh, and then I give a clear call to action to receive your copy of this report. Call me back on 555-432-1212. It doesn't sound like a sales call. It's trying, it's sounding like I'm trying to give you real value. I'm showing my expertise. I'm absolutely going to call Pat if I'm in that business. I really welcome that call. That's a powerful voicemail. So in summary, don't when you call and they don't answer, leave a voicemail. It is your opportunity to emotionally engage with that prospect, which an email can't do. You can tell them that you care. You can tell them that you've done research on their business. You can tell them you've got things that are important that might make a difference to them in their business. That's very, very compelling. They'll read that. They'll see the transcript. And there's a pretty good chance that they're going to call you back. So, Sizzlers, that's it for this week. Don't be afraid of the phone. The phone is your friend. The phone will enable you to have many, many hundreds more sales conversations in a year would allow you to generate more opportunities. Those phone calls often won't get answered and you'll go to voicemail. See voicemail as an opportunity to differentiate. You differentiate by being relevant, specific, and have a clear call to action. You do all those things and you'll be a sizzling success. We'll see you next time. Well, we've come to the end of another great episode. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Please, if you enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars would be perfect. Let us know. Put some comments in there. That would be fantastic. And if you want more show notes and review some of the other episodes, please go to sellthesizzle.net. That's sellthesizzle.net. See you next week.